right now. All right, we cool? Okay. Abraham Benjamin, are you ready? All Ladies right, all right. Make some noise for Abraham So I come from I come from a time when being gifted and talented were two different things. Nowadays it's one of the same. Newsflash, there's still a difference. I come from a time where sagging your pants and sweat slacks of skinny jeans don't make you a man or gangster. I'm tired of seeing your shit stained drawers in my face while walking up subway steps. And if you do and all get offended, fuck your feelings. I was raised different. It's not a soapbox diction or preach till a teacher mind reacher to the masses. And asses only get upset when they're full of shit. And I come from a place where real recognize real and jealous Hungry and fake, only know how to steal with the steel. Signs of change changed my mind, shackled with a new normal existence. Toads and body bags and stagnant Brooklyn streets, but not of a concocted virus and tumors of self hatred in us through violence and protesting. See, I come from, I come from my mother's womb. Feels like my brothers and sisters still having that still living in that tomb of adolescent past. Brain farting negativity smoke with prices high enough to put BP out of business. Like light skin versus dark skin. If I ain't stacking and packing, she won't let me break her back in. <laughs> See, See, I come from this moment in rhyme so that Will and Sean's bell still chime out of the struggle. Keep my verbal knees from buckling. Stop the fractions, distractions from consuming the purpose-driven entrepreneurs, spirits you and I were born with. Study, learn, and relearn from mistakes. I'm burning morning, noon, and midnight oil, cause tonight might be my last gallon of glory to scorch this dying earth from a leg leaving a legless legacy. So that thought, words, actions, and times to birth right here before your eyes. Alright. Give it up. Hey, Abraham, thank you, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you to 
with you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and looted dances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch. New possibilities. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here. Spoken Soul Family was good. We got another dope show lined up for you guys today. I hope you guys are ready. I hope, I hope you're on your path today. I hope you're not allowing anyone or anything to impede your progress. I hope you focus on the goal. Today is the day we shine. It's time to get in tune. We're here. There's work to do. Spoken Soul Family was good, was good, was good. We got another dope show lined up for you guys today. And this interview has been long in the making. I mean, you guys are in for a treat today. Uh, I met this brother I met this brother I believe back in either 2007 Or 2008 And this was This was around the time where I really started to perform I was still in that writing stage Where I was writing But this was the time where I really started to perform And um This brother right here man He was on that circuit and uh, I would I would frequent different open mics, whether it was the Bowery, whether it was the New Yorican, you know, Brooklyn Exposure, you know, so many different spots. And I would see this brother there, and he will he would be grinding. And um, you know, I have a a, a a great degree of respect for this brother's pen. I mean, he's a profound artist. Let me give him the proper introduction. That he deserves I'm talking about none other Than Abraham Benjamin A.K.A. known As Honest Abe They said This boy is shy This boy too quiet This boy need to open up and project more He doesn't talk enough Well this boy is the man now And he has grown to the truth And speak it to the masses the truth has always spoken. The truth has always spoken. People just wasn't listening until now. Growing up in a Brook in Brooklyn, New York, most well-known sections for violence and crime and Crown Heights, uh, a, a son to Grenadian, you know, World War One parents, each even even his teachers as far back as fourth grade admire his articulate way with words. This shy boy has always had an eye for realness and a mind of insight, productivity, intuitiveness, 
and prosperity. And also what most rarely saw or noticed a mouthful of reckless honesty. And I can tell you, man, listening to this brother, man, when you hear him perform, he gives you that honesty in your face. And um, with the, with no further ado, I mean, we going to get into this interview, man. Let's welcome to the Spoken Soul Studio, my brother and your brother, Mr. Abraham ben- Benjamin, also known as Honest Abe. What's good, bro? Peace, peace. Peace, King. How you been, man? How you been, my brother? How you been, man? I'm just doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, the scene is getting Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have you finally in the studio, and uh, I've made it my business to. To, to welcome, you know, all these different artists. If you look to the interviews that I've done so far, this podcast has been going on for about like a year and a half. Going on, you know what I'm saying? Going on, uh, yeah, like a year and a half. Okay, but there's the artists that I selected and, you know, the initial stage of me putting this together, you know, was all these New York artists that I came up with. You know, in this circuit, and I really saw these artists grow. You know, from that stage level where you know where they was just trying to get on the open mic to becoming full blown features. You know, what I'm saying traveling, getting booked to do to do poetry. So, you know, and you are definitely one of them, man. I remember back in the days, man. We going to slams and we trying to slam, trying to get bread back in the days. Whether it was Nicholas. You know, uh, I don't know if you remember the old Nicholas, the, the, the not the new one, the 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 old one. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The original joint, and you know what I'm saying? We was we was going up in them joints, man. We was doing, I mean, poetry, man. It's beautiful, man. And I remember you from then, man. And uh, I remember your stage presence. And I've seen how you've grown since then, man. And um, phenomenal, my brother, phenomenal. So. I got to ask you the one question that I ask all my guests when they come on to the um to the show, you know, and the question is, Honest Abe, why poetry? Why spoken word? I mean, you could have been doing anything else. You could have been rapping. You could have been singing. You could have been, you know what I'm saying, doing accountant work or whatever. But why poetry? Well, with poetry, um to reintroduce back into my life when I became adult. Um, it was short story, um, essay, and then it was in my grade school year. So by the time I had college, um, it it started becoming perfect because I took a break from it. Mm. Songs and rhymes and stuff. You know, I never got to take that directly, specifically. But, um, yeah, when I was in, um, I did a true 
and the professor um probably um you know these were like full length that um and like what do you think aspect of it the form um but he liked he helped me edit it and and show me more prevalent writing styles mm-hmm. and he suggested that i um come out to a live venue to um to try him out and ironically it ended up being the Bari Poetry Club and mm-hmm. him and another professor ran uh intercollegiate um poetry slam every month at the bar and like poetry slam like you know i wasn't totally familiar with it you know i've seen open mics here and there and everything like that but i never been to like actual poetry slam so like i was trying out my poems this was in the early phase which i'm not knocking i've never knocked anybody i was still kind of like reading it off my paper you know, this is before the, like, the, um, the, the Android and iPhone cell phone mm-hmm. poets mm-hmm. coming around later mm-hmm. in the 2000s and everything. So I still, I'm, I'm, I was traditional like that. I still am now. I occasionally do read poems off, off of, uh, my phone, but I like the organic rawness of reading from paper if I have to mm-hmm. at an event. Came like that, and then I started like going back every month to those poetry slams, and then I started looking around for open mics. Like, hold up, I'm doing poetry slams, and I'm like getting accustomed to this. Maybe I could like try some new material out at other venues around the city, you know, around the town, mm-hmm. and see how that goes. It's like years since I've actually performed in front of a lot of people on a stage. Like, I've only done that like in school over the years mm. so to go in front of strangers new strangers i've never seen before and like seeing if they like what comes out of my head out of my mouth for them to enjoy mm. on some level or feel on some level that was like a like blew my mind you know, you know and it just started um ironically people started liking some of the stuff i heard if they didn't they never told me to my face <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I I like to believe they liked a lot of my stuff. Mm. Um, they, you know, I started going to a lot of venues around Brooklyn, specifically. Then I started venturing out. Like I went to um, a place called Solomon's Porch. Mm. When I was in Brooklyn. Uh, going to um, I forget if you ended up coming there as well. Um, spot called Soleil Restaurant. Oh, Soleil! Like I remember that's over on Myrtle, right? It was on. Yeah, it's on. It's a, yeah, it's a black. It was a black-owned restaurant, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, yeah Soleil. I remember um, I that restaurant. To, yeah, I went to um, the five, the five spot. I know you remember. Oh that, yeah, that one five, was on. yeah, five spots. Yeah, yeah, that was on Myrtle too. Five spot. That was a nice spot right there, man. That was a nice spot. Five spots. You know, was a nice. lot of people that like I never seen before, and they like. Mm-hmm. That I did see before the first time, like I saw them live, was like they they did a thing on the five spot stage. So all those places and Bari, then eventually I ended up at the New Yorican, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which a little bit of trivia, like 
that's the, even though I've started the Bowery, the New Yorican was the place I started embracing the name Honesty mm. when I signed up at Slam. All and I put right. that on the paper. Then it kind of less grew from there. Yeah, and that, that, that time back in those days, man, and let me give the people a little bit of uh, backstory about the New Yo. You know, you had these dope-ass poets coming all over the city, you know what I'm saying, to compete in this slam and get this you know what i'm saying like i've been on and i've and i've i've competed for thousands of dollars in different slams and things of that nature and the new yo the new yo slam was still by far you know the most prestigious the one that counted the most in regards to my my poetry my poetic resume you you feel me? Because like the New Yo, we will go there and we will be slamming for literally, I'm not joking, $15, $15. I believe the first prize was $15 and the second prize was like $7 or something like that or whatever. And third prize was like a Metro car to go back home or whatever. But you had, I mean, phenomenal artists. You know, so it was more so about that that location, that energy that was just established in that place that uh, for 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 New York poet and spoken word artists, it's the mecca of poetry, man. It's the mecca for us in New York. So, yeah, I'm I'm so well familiar with that, with that feeling, man. And there's no stage like the New York, man. So how was that? Tell us a little bit. How was that? performance signing up for the new yo in regards to other spots that you signed up for because the bowery was was you know what i'm saying was up there too you know the bowery wasn't nothing to just turn your nose at you know the bowery was prestigious as well as far as poets but it was just something about that new yo man but how, how did you feel when you know what i'm saying you used to sign up on that list to go compete at the new yo um it was um, as you can expect, an experience. Mm. I mean, I mean, I'm not the Bowery because that's that's like um, that's home base for me. Mm. That's like first big performing spoken word and stuff like that. Ironically enough, like a week or two, like two or so weeks ago, um, I actually visited my old alma mater college, and with that professor. His name was George Guida that was in my creative writing group. He's putting on a like kind of a event there. And speaking of the Bowery, I ran into Bob Holman, mm. Mr. himself. And I got kind of off on that day the way that event ended because like he actually bought one of my books and I signed one for him. Wow. Like people know the history of Bob Holman and slam poetry and stuff like that. Mm. He's like, he, like, you know, he enjoyed my work because I think that was the first time he ever heard me. Mm. And, and he actually wanted to buy one of my books. I wish I had all three of my books with me. I only had one one of them. Well, because I feel all three of them. I was gonna, I was gonna, br- I, w- I was gonna bring this out a little later on in the show. You know, what I'm saying this is only audio, but I'm gonna put the picture up right there. You know, what I'm saying I still got your first wow. book, bro. I still got your first book, man. I still got your first you book, know, man. 
And uh, I, re- I released that first book, an abbreviated version, has much more poems in it. So I got to I got to get that stuff to you as well. Mm, definitely, man. And I still got the what you call it because you order you autographed this book for me. You was like too poetic, black. I'm so humbled by your support, my fellow BK brother. You are literally blessings to the game. Much respect, honest Abe. And uh, this man, this was like, damn, man. This this book was when was this published? This was in two thousand and um. That was like uh two thousand and I think twelve, mm. two thousand ten. Yeah, somewhere yeah, around. Yeah, somewhere around that time, man. This was this was a minute ago, man. And uh, yeah, bro. Uh, like I've seen you grow, like the growth in your in your work you know what i'm saying even in your stage performance man has has elevated man has elevated for all of us man like you know like it was a it was a group like i remember poets like yourself poets like the real poets like distinguish harsh reality you know uh uh what what's the brother name um jive poetic you know like even brother earl you know what i'm saying brother earl i mean it, it, the list goes on man there's so many dope poets out on the new york scene that contributed to where poetry is at right now in new york and um you know we are all i look at us as all pioneers man all pioneers and you also you did you did eric eric's crow um decipher shout out to eric crow in that documentary superb documentary if y'all don't know go check that out uh i believe it's on youtube or you go to his youtube page my last rights and you can check out the um the entire um series of that documentary you know and it's so many dope poets on that documentary. Like, if you know anything about New York poetry and you go hit that documentary up, man, you'll see all these people, boots on the ground, like, out there. You was on there. Like, all those people pretty much I just mentioned was on that was on that series. And all these individuals was very instrumental in bringing poetry to the forefront in New York City. So, yeah, man, that, that was a it was a great time, my brother. It was a great time. Now, I got to, you know, I hope you ready, man, because, you know what I'm saying? You know you can't come on the show and you you ain't spitting nothing, man. So, you know what I'm saying? I hope you got some pieces locked and loaded, man, because I want to definitely get my audience acclimated to who you are as an artist, man, and why, you know what I'm saying? I have so much respect for your pen. And uh, definitely, man, load some pieces up in the chambers, man. We about to, we about to, uh, we definitely about to uh, let y'all hear a taste of Honest Abe. So let me ask you a question about this book. Unlock thoughts of a prophet's temple, humble beginnings. Tell us, tell us the journey between, because this was your first book, man. And I, and I found this book so interesting. The words, you know, the stories you tell in this book, the poems are very thought provoking. These are type of poems that when you sit down and you read them, it, it inspires you to think. And and you just pondering over your life, you pondering over situations, and you like, wow, you know, damn, that, that makes sense. And you know, so tell us a little bit about you know the creation of this book, being that this was your first book that you ever published. Tell us. Um, I'll I'll have to say it it was a journey. Um, 
you know, I thought about, you know, putting a book out for some time. I just didn't know whether it'd be um, a book of essays, short stories, or in retrospect, poetry specifically. Um, when I was starting to write it, um, and the title came to me, um, when the title, when I finally locked in a proper title for it, um, I just started thinking back to my childhood, mm. you know, thinking back to my early start, you know, quote unquote, my humble beginnings, mm. you know, and the stuff I went through from before my teenage years to during my teenage years and after my teenage years, would it be with school, with, um, friends at that time with family and everything like that, with my own like internal struggles and dealing with, um, especially by the time I got to, um, to teenage years when I'm 13 years old and stuff, when I started dealing with my own personal depression, which I didn't understand at the time, mm -hmm. you know, I was going to, and I was thinking about like, why, what, what, that I did, I, I've dealt with up to this point in my life that has me in such a depressed state going mm. through my teenage years and everything like that. And more of life happening as, as I entered my teenage years. And it's like, you know, I'm still growing, you know, not only just physically, but like mentally during mm. this time. And this is a lot of stuff I'm trying to figure out. Mm. You know, I have my brother. I have my brothers, which I have five old brothers, and um, I have my parents and stuff like that, and they're doing the best they can to help me navigate, mm. you know, because they've already been there on some degree before being older than me and everything like that. So they understand to be not exactly what I'm dealing with or what I'm going So while writing the poems and like thinking about writing the, the preface in the beginning, which I'm sure you read, it's like a, um, a brief, um, I guess, story of uh, mm. uh, before going in. And it, um, you know, speaks up to my beginnings, my grade school years, my teachers that saw things in me that I didn't know until they brought them up, you know, especially my writing capabilities and how even at that young age, by fifth grade, how articulate I was in writing as well as speaking, you know, and that, 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 um, grew with me as I got older. Mm. And by the time it came to the book, the poems, I just started thinking about all this stuff over the years, school, um, friends, teachers, you know, all the stuff that was going on at the time, even especially the beginnings of me being on the scene from like 2007 through like 2010 or something like that. My early beginnings on the scene contributed to that book, the mm. poems that came, you know, and they just stuck with me. And like, I could say every one of those poems to some degree is based on actual events that happened. Mm. You know, so it's not just all fictional and stuff like that. Everything, you know, just like people say, like everything, every myth or legend has some type of truth to it. Indeed. I just kind of see that with my poems and my writings and everything like that. And that poem, that book, that book was, um, 
it just opened up for me a lot of ways. I, I opened up in ways that like for the poems and the content that I didn't think I would be able to open up after all these years with, you know, and put them into words, put them in the mm. book and actually believe out there that can be late and under, you know, that was a mind blowing experience for me. Indeed. And the process of the publisher, you know, getting the publishing proper, like self company. And like, I didn't know anything about publishing and stuff like that. You mm. know, I was not as similar to like hip hop artists and stuff like that with publishing, <laughs> but I didn't really like know anything about like publishing aspect of it. Mm. So it's AP, um, it was KP Brown. Um, he ran a publishing company, small publishing press that, um, independent publishing press that like I heard about and I found out about him when I met him out in Philly, mm. you know, and when he came, told me more about it. And like, you know, um, you know I'm trying to put out a book, you know, um, it's my first time going around. I know that you have a publishing company and everything like that. That, you know, if you're down, maybe work together to help me put out this project, you know, get some product out. Cause people been asking me when I'm going to come out with something. Mm. So, um, AP Brown, yeah, that's the thing. And he helped me through the process. You know, we went through a couple of hiccups along the way, but like, you know, it finally came to fruition. You know, me and my one of my brothers came up with the um these eye of the book. Um, you know, with a temple behind the face. Yeah. And that face on the cover is my face and it was derived off of uh, one of my pictures. That's wow. a picture of me. Wow. That's that part. So that's actually me on the cover and everything like that. I always but, thought uh, that the cover was 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 dope, man. It was it was cool, man. It, and uh now knowing a little more context behind it that that's a picture actual picture of you. Wow, that's dope. That's dope, man. Yeah, it's a pro it's definitely a profound book, man. Profound piece of art and uh and you've grown so much since then, you know? Like, I, I wanted to ask you, did you ever put out any CDs? You ever put out, because I know you have your SoundCloud, and y'all definitely, I mean, he got a ton of stuff on his SoundCloud. Y'all can go check him out and support that. But uh, did you ever put out a CD? Um, yes. No, yeah, I did put out my first CD. Um, actually, it was 2000, July of 2011. Mm. Um, I released the um, title of it is Brooklyn's Lost Son Prelude to the Road to Redemption Oh yes I do remember this one Yes 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 Like Despite the stuff I went through In writing the book I could say with like every track that was put on it Every track that I've written before And recorded on that track Was crazy because the stuff that inspired every piece on that track, I was going through it while recording the album. So that was like crazy for me. I was going through it and like, I'm lucky that I worked with a very great producer and um, musician. Um, at the time, it went by the name of um, Omni Blaze, but like his um, name now, goes by as Edson Sharp, which is still part of his government name. Like he's he's a really dope dude. When I met him, he was playing guitar. 
on the scene and singing and like he still mm. had locks and everything like that. No, he's really cool dude and he wanted, and he decided to work with me on this first project and I already came with pre set up beats and stuff like that. Mm. So like he just helped me polish everything and help everything just glued together on point and it was an interesting and very um, rejuvenating experience to a degree to get all that out and mm. put it on CD. I know it was together. therapeutic, man. I know it was therapeutic for yourself and for other people as well. And uh, is it still available for streaming? Um, it's available on. Um, trying to see what's um, it's available on Bandcamp. Oh, right Bandcamp. Um, okay. Still trying to get it on other platforms and everything like that. I'm trying to for a while. It's just I've been doing so much other mm. stuff. But like I'm trying to get all the main platforms. Um, you could also get it on my Reverb Nation site. I'm not sure many people are familiar with that site. ReverbNation.com. Oh, yeah, ReverbNation.com. Yep, you got, you got, you, you can get my album up on Reverb too. I'm on Reverb as well. And uh, yeah, Reverb was, that was heaven sent for poets, man. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a way to definitely get our work out there, man. And uh, yeah, y'all go check him out. What's the name? What's the, tell them the name one more time so they can go look that joint up. The album is called Brooklyn's Lost Son, Prelude to Road to Redemption. It's on Bandcamp. Dot com, um, and it's also on my site, uh, reverbnation.com backwards slash DTRUTH speaks. Truth speaks. You'll find it in the album section. You could download it from there or order your physical copy. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's dope. Yeah, y'all go check that out. And it's under Honest Abe. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, definitely, man. Yo, check the brother out, man. But look. Let's get into a piece of yours, man. Let me set the stage up for you, man. Let the people get a, get a, get acclimated to who you are as an artist. All right, coming to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome for our brother, Honest Abe. So they barely make too many spoken soldiers like me that spit in the ag pools of saliva for minds of swimming guys' knowledge anymore. And you think that a brother like me with so-called prophetic thoughts possessed be able to foresee peace of mind ahead, but lone walks on black satin night falls, I wonder. How can I speak pieces that crowds don't mind when I lack enough to keep mine together? I mean, y'all don't know what I'm thinking half the time. With every rhyme that leaves my soul machine lips, I'm stitching my mind back together, not just yours. I'm sealing and soothing my heart together again, not just yours. I'm building my soul back up with needles for teeth. This tongue is just a thread used to proceed. And what you see is a jawhead born in a never-ending war called Life. I came out the womb with battle scars of first blessings on my soul. God couldn't see while demon whispers said they won't show until your last breath. Like battered spouse news reports on Fox till it's, when it's too late. But spoken word audiences don't know this. Don't fall from ignorance. Y'all feel the problems there. And who here right now doesn't have ones of their own? So maybe, maybe it was a sign. I'm going to got 90s, 100s, A's and B's on the fifth grade for articulating, stimulating, vocab, and what were the choice to determine? Maybe 
Maybe, maybe when daddy was hit by a baseball bat car, accidentally RBIing him was a sign I had to write about. Maybe, maybe falling in the tent, falling in the sanitation bin at 10 years old, full of dirty nails and rusty nails of reality and two by fours was enough for me to get the point. This vessel speaking may not be internationally known on the microphone, but his mission is to make minds here tonight these words home. Cause I got I got Brooklyn in my blood, but only stages my residence. I'll turn venues into living rooms, cause right now at spoken soul sessions the place for the best brown stew. Healing food for thought, literary artillery, we all need to realize self-worth has a priceless currency and my epiphany has come to me. See, I was never actually showering growing up. A higher power just decided to overload my mental ammunition, left the safety on because I wasn't ready to pull the trigger and shoot hollow tips, pennies for thoughts, paying hungry homeless dollar bills, the bill blocks to bring back our broken bread dreams of salvation, self-esteem to believe. When a mic is before me, a poems or remedy shots to move mine and all your scars one at a time. Wow. Do you guys see what I mean? Do you guys see what I mean? Wow, man. Profound piece, man. That piece got so many different levels, man. Wow, man. Profound and, and perform, you know, perform, I mean, perfectly, bro. Perfectly. Damn, tell us a little bit about that piece, man. That's one of your signature pieces right there, man. That's your joint right there. Tell us a little bit about that piece. What inspired it? Oh, it's, it's become one of my signature pieces now more than I can remember. <laughs> now, so I've been doing a lot more lately, but um, this definitely um, well, the full title of it is Spoken Soldier Healing Declaration. Mm. You know, I've had to do a lot of healing from a number of things over the years. You know, whether it be events, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and everything. So when I wrote this piece specifically, it was like, you know, I was thinking about like how how my way of thinking of my lyrical content and everything like that. And this is after assessing like how my words have come across to certain people, certain audience, certain, you know, um, certain people over time and how it's touched some people that have come to me after the performance or after the end of the show. And like, um, let me know how much either a particular poem or particular poems I've done that night touched them um, and how they needed to hear that that particular night. You know, and this feels like like one of those pieces when I wrote it or was writing it that was necessary, you know, Mm -hmm. to expel and people know that like, you know, no, I'm I'm coming from a place where, you know, you know, this stuff needed to come out to help for my personal healing and for anybody who's willing to listen. 
mm. you know, and understand struggle or any type of struggle that they're dealing with. Mm. And I hope it helped. And that's what it, and that's what is intended for, man. That's what we do. I always say on this show that words are words are powerful, man. And words can heal. Words can destroy. And for you to be an individual who who assume that position to take words, you know, take the responsibility of words and, you know, construct them. I believe it was Najma 53. She got this one poem that she says, I believe the name of the poem is Angel Green. And it, it popped in my head that she was like, basically, you know, 20, 28 letters, you know, constructed in a certain way can pretty much kill. You know, and um, people don't realize the power of words. We take for granted the power of words and how words has that ability to either reinforce you or just just deplete you. And um, going through those types of things, man, you being brave enough and vulnerable enough to allow people into your world so that they can benefit from it is admirable, my brother. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is the reason why we do what we do, man. And um, I'm a firm believer in that, man. I, I, every time I pick up my pad and my pen, you know, I, I approach the page with an intent, you know, like I want to uplift. I don't want to I don't want to be one of those poets that just spit in vain. I don't want to be one of those poets that just say, oh, you know, I'm just going to just tell you how dope my pen is and how I can flip these similes and these metaphors. And it got to be a purpose of why we write. It got to be, you know, we have to be in tuned enough to know that there's a responsibility in doing what, what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like you have that ability to construct these words and formulate these words in order to destroy an individual or heal an individual. And you chose the latter, my brother, to heal, man. And um, it's a beautiful thing, man. Dope peace, bro. Dope peace, man. And understanding the context behind the poem, you know, it gives it that much more value, you know, that much more credence. And um, yeah, man, shout out to you, man. Dope peace, man. Now, you ain't off the hook yet, Abe. You ain't off the hook yet, man. Don't think, don't think that you off the hook. I just want you to know that, man. You definitely got to do one more piece to close this out. But uh, yeah, man. So tell us, man. Tell us, man. You know, like you're not just a regular, you know, like a a, a person who just love words and you just I decide to just start writing. You have some form of, you know, training. You know, what I mean, you 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 went to school. You went to college, you know what I'm saying? You took courses. So you, you're writing, and you can tell this in your writing that you, you know what you're talking about, you know what I'm saying? And you have a certain type of eloquence in your literature that, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it's, it's pronounced. You know, you can really see it. So tell us, like, writing from that aspect, from the aspect of, you know, coming from a person who who is learned, you know, in the in the art of writing, how do you mesh that with your creativity of being a poet? Um, I personally believe that um, that that combination, like it can't, one can't survive without the other. Mm. You know, um, 
a certain amount of individuals on this earth have different degrees of creativity. Um, When it comes to writing specifically, you know, you have to have um, a certain level of creativity and, um, you know, as well as learning multiple styles and everything like that will complement your creativity as well as um, your creativity will complement those different styles you've learned because mm-hmm. it'll force you outside the box. And once you start thinking more outside the box with your creativity as well as your writing, specifically I've learned, is that like it just opens new new doors to how how further you can take take the writing as a skill, you know, as a palpable skill and dip into other avenues of writing and be able to um accomplish and conquer those other avenues of writing because the level of writing and creativity that was married to get that you started to marry together because taking the time to be a student of writing and letting your creativity flow without any limits. Mm. That's one thing I always like tell myself, try to tell other people like, no, don't try to limit yourself and don't censor yourself in any way, shape or form. You know, if somebody doesn't like the way you express yourself, then like, after their feelings, you exactly. know, or you live once. And I'm not going to start for myself or my creativity to fit, fit your palate and everything like mm. that. Now, granted, like certain doors or certain avenues to be able to get into will require your creativity and expression to be profane, but not as kind of explicit mm. to a degree. Because like, there's still a few like promoters and stuff like that in a different state. Mm. I've heard my work and such like that. I believe personal being may or may not want to book me because they heard something of mine and think that like most of my stuff has um, explicit language or cussing mm. and everything like that, which is totally not true. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a plethora. Have any type of, you know, expletive and stuff like that, and I could be, and I'm very creative either way. I've grown to a point. I feel like I've grown to a point where, um, being I could be expressive and I could like perform in front of you know a family friendly crowd mm-hmm. as well as an um, adult crowd. And still come off the way I need to come off without any like um, explicit content or explicit words, you know, from my work mm. and be able to still make them other avenues and and still come off the way I'd like to and get my point across. Indeed. You know, that's a that's a um, that's something that not everybody can do because they're stuck in their creative sold and writer's block and all the other stuff that they want to believe that's going to limit them. Mm. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, you, you see it a lot, man. And, um, 
I, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate And that's the true, the true, you know, relevance of art in itself, you know, that is expressive, man. And um, you can take from it what you wish, but the art that's emanating, that energy that's emanating from the artist, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's raw. It's authentic. This is what it is. So whatever it means to you, you take, you know what I'm saying? That's why you have so many different artists, you know what I'm saying? To appease so many different, you know what I'm saying, palettes. So every palette don't got to, you know what I mean? You Every palette don't got to like black. <clears throat> every palette don't got to like black. But your work speaks for itself, my brother. You know what I'm saying? On on many different levels, from from the way you perform and the way you write. You can see the you can see the dedication in both. You can see the work ethic in both. You know what I'm saying? And and it's definitely applaudable, my brother. Now, we're gonna get into this next piece, but I'm gonna have to play some some um uh some messages from my sponsors. So just get ready. When I come back from playing these commercials, uh you I'll I'll open the mic for you again and I'm set the stage up for you for you to spit your final piece, man. All right, we'll be right back. Hello, this is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Inner Child Press International. First, I must say we at Inner Child Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Inner Child Press International offer to you his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKENSOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at intouch at innerchildpress.com, and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you. And now, two cents with written in pain. Cohabitation. Fellas, there's some truths that we got to deal with, right? I mean, so you meet her, right? She's fucking hot. Face like bling, body like pal, booty like hello. And she's into you and you into her and it's, 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 the whole relationship is like a music soul child album. So you like, I can't be without this woman. I'm going to wake up and see her shoes next to my shoes. I don't want her shoes nowhere else, but next to mine. And you know what happens? She wants her shoes next to your shoes too. And you guys move in and whoo, whoo. Do you remember, fellas? Do you remember spontaneous professionals in the shower? Waking up to bootay. You ain't even brush your teeth. You ain't even brush your teeth, Bootay. Remember when she used to wear that little thing for you? And I used to walk by and used to go, mm, come here, girl. And she used to come. 
hold on. When you used to say, come here, girl, she would come. So what happens? Want to start a family? Pop out a few mini-me's? Pop out a few more? But somewhere along the way, man, the vagina's on yield. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is it just me? The vagina's on yield. This thing's slower than a turtle carrying luggage. And I mean, you're, you're having conversations about it. But it's minimized because there's bigger fish to fry. We got kids to raise. We got bills to pay. Ain't nobody think about your penis. But what happens? When did your penis not become this, 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 this thing to be admired, to be caressed, held, kissed even? Now it's just looked at as a baby making death destroyer, life changing tool of mass destruction. And you're every horny hard on against her thigh. All she hear is, mommy. And that thing turned to the Sahara Desert. I'm making this because I had a summit with some of my brothers because I thought I stood alone. I thought I stood alone. I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought there was something wrong with her. I thought there was something wrong with our house. And I had a summit with my brother. I had a correlation with my brothers. And I found out that vagina drying up all over the world. We need to stand up. You know, a long time ago, a million men got together in Washington, D.C. Right around the Washington Monument, which looks like a penis, and stood for justice. But I think it's time for us to come together again and stand for something else. Because we're standing. We're standing every morning. We're standing every night. And who cares? Who cares? Do they care? We got to embrace each other. Not in that way. But we got to hold each other down. We got to be able to have conversation with each other, brothers. We can't be shy about this. You need a shoulder to cry on. You need to be able to have your brother talk to you like, what's, what's wrong, man? <laughs> I took a blue pill. And some of that stay up, honey, they got in the corner store. With my last $10, I was ready. Smoked me a little horny goat weed. I was ready. She said tonight was going to be the night. I pre-gamed. I prepared. And she... Said she had a headache. So here at Spoken Soul Sessions, we are creating a hotline. It will be 1-800-888-SHIT-DRY. 1-800-888-SHIT-DRY. You can either request myself or Poetic Black, who I'm sure has his own queries about cohabitation. Brothers, we here for each other, even when she ain't here for you. Come to us, because we know you can't come to her. That's my two cent. Pain is crazy, man. I coming to the stage. Let's give a warm welcome 
for our brother performing his final piece, Honest Abe. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna wrap it up like this. With the title piece of my first book, Unlike Thoughts of a Prophet's Temple. If the grim reaper decides to come take me tomorrow, my only regret be not out unlocking these thoughts for you to read in time. That's why I decided to put it in this rhyme line by line for you to find out the whole truth of why I was one of God's designs. See, I was a Jesus piece hanging from the platinum red chain of Lucifer's neck. Crucified myself before critics could curse blessings tattooed the insecurities was labeled with. Allow these barbaric nightmare fiends to tone and cut my vocal cords. Beethoven Jones played silent symphonies on my tongue for years. But the 13th was the only one people heard. See, the darkness of a prophet's torment allowed me to realize my God and lights in front of me. From cussing the curse with worse verse, I gave people a reality check tailoring the issues my brethren go through in society. See, the unlocked thoughts of a prophet's temple had to be shared so this spoken soldier healing declaration could be stated. See, I met an angel. She took me on a cloud nine shelf ride. We heated up in the supermarket of love for a year and expired. When she fell left and me right, there had to be a cleanup on our beautiful disaster collected myself. While viewing this reality reflection in the mirror repaired after 13 years of bad luck, rose-colored window panes don't hurt much anymore. Numbness birthing in my aura was aborted today. So now I'm barren from making future torment babies, though these eyes don't see men coming for my runaway dreams. I can't let that happen. And my brother once told me, you can't choose your destiny. You can only notice it when it happens. After pondering this, pondering this, pondering this, pondering this, pondering this like 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 beef stew, like like boiled dumplings, like 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 oil down, like roti, like garvey speeches, like why do more underground artists get less respect than garbage rap stars that no one will admit albums suck? Like my battle for recognition still continues due to the fact that I don't hold multiple slam titles as my brothers and sisters and words and knowledge do. So mama Brooklyn, mama Brooklyn, can't you hear your lost son? Expanded brother no longer is feeling the cold silence in the streets of your wool mathematical spheres are adding up on this narrow path to your road to redemption tubes. The uncovered, the undercover frenemies. Trying to chink my soul with Illuminati dungeon diversity daggers. F that NWO faction is still looking for me like Shaka. But we'll never claim this, Mr. Nonstopper, Mr. Controversial Conscious Grenadian Badman, ready to break them off proper. But to my future grandchildren, tell them, tell them their granddaddy was far from perfect. 
but never failed to put a bastard or bitch in their place if they deserved it. Tell them. Tell them. There was no God here. Just a sorry sack of flesh with a blasphemous tongue. No toothbrush can clean fully. Just, just remember me as a man who loved his people so that when I'm dead and gone with a soothsayer or a left in your heart, from these unlocked thoughts, I'll be resting in peace with our ancestor, Kinfolk. Absolutely profound, man. Absolutely profound, man. Wow, man. That that piece is heavy, bro. That piece is heavy, heavy, heavy. Oh, man, bro. Yo, it's so many different lines in that piece, man. Yo, I really want you to bring that piece on by to Iron Sharp and Zion, man. I want Payne to hear this piece right here, B. Like that, yo, it's just so many different levels in that piece right there. And the way you performed it with such, you know, like sincerity, man. Like, damn, bro. Yo, fire piece, man. Yo, bro, I want to thank you, man, for taking this time. I know you're busy, man. I know you're doing a lot of things. And I, I want to thank you for taking this time man and coming to the studio man and chilling with me man and uh letting the people know who you are man so i want you to tell the people man what where they can find you tell the people how they can support you which is important how they can support you man okay um places you can find me is um of course instagram ig honesty with no filter 27 um, you can also find me on ReverbNation.com Backward slash DTR U-T-H Speaks You can find me on Facebook The same Backward slash um, I do have an album out called Brooklyn's Lost Son um, Prelude to the Road to Redemption You can find it on Bandcamp.com As well as Um Reverb Nation. I have three books out. Humble Beginnings, which was mentioned earlier. Um, Cussing the Curse with Words First and Spoken Soldier Healing Decoration. All can be found on Amazon.com and um, BarnesandNobles.com. Um, you can join my mailing list at Reverb Nation to find out what I'm up to or where I'm going to be next, which um, actually my next two shows um which I believe um, Paul the Black's going to be a part of. Oh, um, yeah. One of them is um, November 11th. 10th. That's next Yeah, Thursday. the 10th. Yeah, November right. 10th. Then, per- then Therapy. That's um, right. Which Heart Reality is going to be hosting and she produces as well. Uh, me and him, some other dope um, poets, including Written in Pain. And... Um, my girl Emerald Green coming all the way from Chi-Town about to rock Brooklyn once more. And my next show after that, you can find me still in Brooklyn. Um, 
that Saturday, the 12th, at a spot called Exclusive Cornerstone Cafe. Um, the show is called From uh, Heart of a Poet. And we're up to the 10th show, the 12th show in the series. And the anniversary show is going to be next month. It's going to be crazy. Mm. Um, but, but I definitely feel like, it, you know, if there's time, you know, might be able to rock or something like that. Most deaf. I'm not most sure. Deaf. Yeah, most um, deaf. She, yeah, she I'm good. My, she's the, I'm glad you mentioned that, man, because I forgot, man. I, w- I was supposed to mention that. And yeah, man, come come out there on November 10th, man. You're going to catch us out there, man. We do what we do. The th- the den is officially coming back. If you in NYC, you a poet, you know about the den. But uh, it's officially coming back, and uh, we definitely going to come through and just tear that mic down. So, yo, y'all come out for that, man. But Abe, man, pleasure having you on the show, my brother. I look forward to seeing you, man, definitely on Clubhouse. I see you made your presence on Clubhouse, and I'm looking forward, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just started there. Yeah, Um, man. Well, for me, either way, making a donation, you know, artists also, you can donation as well. I have a cash app. (laughs) Indeed, you'll put your cash Um, app up there. Let the people you want to support my brother, man. Like, yo, this this art form, man, is the bills, you know, bills still gotta get paid, whether them poems get written or not. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, man, support each other, man. We have to support one another. Network, man. Use our resources to uplift one another. So definitely you'll put that cash app. What's your cash app? And I'm gonna put your cash app up in the um in the description also. Okay. Cash App is, of course, every Cash App starts with a dollar sign. And it's um, Benji Israel, that's B-E-N-J-I, number one, S-R, number three, A-L. It's Benji Israel. Benji Israel. Y'all, y'all support the brother. And send that link to me because I'm going to put it up in the description when I drop the episode. So definitely, my brother, man, thank you for coming through, man. Blessing the mic for us, man. It was a pleasure, man, having you, my brother. I'm going to see you on these clubhouse streets, man, definitely. And uh, yeah, bro, we got to link up, man. We're going to link up on the 10th, man. We're going we gonna, we gonna to destroy that stage. And uh, yeah, man, it's on, my brother, man. Uh Thank you for coming out, man. We appreciate you, bro. We appreciate your contribution to this art form that we love so much, man. You know what I'm saying? And thank you for, you know what I'm saying, spending this time with the people, man. So this is the time. Yeah, this is the time now where I got to leave my audience with something inspirational. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I do. Words supposed to inspire. So let me put my inspirational music on. And uh, I need you to tune in. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, I need you to tune in. Right now, today, at this moment, you are validated. Right now, your journey begins. If you want to start today, then that, that process needs to start today. Tomorrow's dependent upon it. If you're listening to the sound of my voice and you don't know anything about me, I want you to know one thing. Know that I love you. And I hope, I hope you love me too. Peace. Peace.